guys. Welcome to an awesome episode of 4.0 in Life. And you guys know the title because that is exactly what it is. I am so excited about this guest, um, mainly because this woman wears more hats than I do. So I had to write it down in a post-it. She's a mother. Okay. I'm going to need two hands soon. A wife fashionista a tv star okay learn how to marry me i'm gonna get into that one shortly a dating relationship contributor for an online magazine so lord knows anyone needs some dating help in quarantine you can hit her up ladies and gentlemen sadie and sadie says listen to me here she is (laughs) hello (laughs) um i wish you we were chatting before this so we were having some belly laughs already but um So I met Sadie at an event that she put together, not knowing me at all. And the one thing I said to Sadie was, she didn't know me. I saw her, we hugged. It was like, and I said to her, I feel like I've known you for years. And when someone just gives me that instant, hey, welcome to my life, come on in and awesome goodie bags, have to admit, great, great (laughs) people. And you just, you just surround yourself. I'm like, this is someone I'm going to keep. I don't have a Rolodex. I was just going to say my Rolodex. Like that's so 1990s, but in my, (laughs) all right, listen, I'm going to be 37 this year. Oh girl. I got to I'm doing that. (laughs) I'm doing the La Mer and I'm taking care of the skin, but this is someone I want to keep in my back pocket. And I told you, I, always ask every guest about this. I want you to, before we get into the nitty gritty, I want you to paint a picture for people who don't know you. And I don't know if it's the teacher in me, but I always say you have to describe yourself in three words. Three words. Okay. Um, fair. Okay. I like to think that I'm a very fair person. I am very loyal sometimes to a fault. But okay. then when it's over, it's over. Okay. <laughs> and uh, fun loving. Like, I'm just, I like fun. I like laughs. I like that good energy all around me. So, yeah, that that's, I think those are probably the best three. There's a whole lot more, but those are probably the, the best, top three. Yeah, I mean, you, I would say you're a very bubbly person. I feel like if you yelled at someone, you would still be like, don't do that. Like, don't do that. Like, you would, maybe not, maybe not. (laughs) But even like, so obviously, you know, people are going to be listening into us right now in their car. Um, I will have video footage of this, but I want people to definitely watch our video because she's just like bouncing up and down the whole time. So, yeah, I can't. (laughs) Don't worry, I can't either. (laughs) And I only had one cup of coffee today. Um, but I really, okay. So let's just talk about all these hats you wear. And again, the podcast is called 4.0 in life because it's just, I want to talk to people who can do all the things that you do and still manage to, and I say ace your life. We're not perfect, right? We're not going to get one hundreds all the way through it, but you're still making it work. So talk to me about all these hats you wear and definitely give us a little sneak peek into the world of television. Uh, okay. <laughs> all right. So I guess, first of all, with all the hats I wear, um, the whole mom thing that just comes, you know, it doesn't even seem like anything that, you know, you have to work at. I'm mom. I love being a mom. And, um, my older daughter, like she's out living her life now. <laughs> she's like, uh, and, um, my younger daughter, she has autism. So I feel like just um 
you know, entering into her world sometimes or trying to get there. It's just, that's a whole journey in and of itself, but it never feels like work. You know what I mean? And um, she's the best. She's like the most angelic, sweetest little girl ever. And um, then you have the hat of wife. <laughs> now, <laughs> she's pausing. She's pausing. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know um but no really uh being a wife that's another thing to me that kind of just comes you know because it's like a partnership so right. I don't feel like I'm really working at it um don't get me wrong there's some challenges you know <laughs> because you're dealing with another person and their personality and um so just trying to come together on things you know but um and he's a cop so it's like you know when he comes home, he's had the rough day. He's had a whole lot of everything thrown at him. Yeah. I'm that ear and I'm that ear and I'm that ear for like ever. It seems like, but you know, but I listen, I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. You know, so just trying to be attentive to him. And then after a while, it's like, okay, but, <laughs> right. but, um, but yeah. And what else? Oh goodness. Um, oh, the dating relationship contributor. Mm -hmm. Now, writing. Writing is one of my first loves. I love doing that. To me, it comes effortless. It's like when they say, all right, you know, we need 500 words. And then I could continue on for another 500, you know? So it's like, um, it's something that I just enjoy doing. I think it's the best way that I express myself. Um, I think I'm even better with words on paper than I am in just just speaking and, and I can talk for days. So, uh, so it's funny though, with the whole dating relationship contributor thing, um, people are like, well, what are you an expert? No, not an expert, but I do have a lot of experience, you know, experience with the online dating experience with being hooked up, you know, by a friend, you know, it, it's just, being married, this is actually my second marriage, and I was married really young before. So there are just so many things that I've experienced that I've I've learned from. And I feel like why should you have to learn it the hard way? You know, so I figure I write and I blend whatever uh experience I have there. And yeah, so uh <laughs> I love it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I'll shared, you know, we have that in common because I'm also in my second marriage, right. and um, you know. I, I wish I knew you like did all this writing. I would be like, uh, yeah. hi, come on to the queen I don't want to add an, I mean, listen, I don't want to add another hat, but listen, if you want a column, you know me, like I am obsessed with you from day one. Um, the event she put together, I didn't really give a backstory, but it was bringing mom and pops together. And you know, that is my, like right. anything I could do to support a mom and pop in the beginning. I remember when I started PR companies were like, what are you doing? Because I don't, I'm like charging people. Like I just want to support that brick and mortar or that home-based business. Yeah. And that's what you did. And I loved being at the event. And then you put me in a chair in a spotlight. And I was like, <laughs> usually I'm behind the scenes. Right. Right. But I was like, Oh my God, she like legit cares. And she wants to honor people in spotlight. And you didn't even get up in the chair. And I'm like, she should be up in this chair. Like she like, should be no, talking. No, so, but you were great. You were great. You really I was were. So you were nervous. like one of the highlights. No, you you guys were awesome. And I can't thank you enough for attending. And everyone was so appreciative to have you there and have your insight and whatever tips you could, you know, lend. People were all ears. They really were. 
And um, that's why I love doing another hat, event planning, you know, putting the event <laughs> right. together like that, where it brings people together and gives them a platform. I'm all about it. Um, so, but now what about your show? I know obviously pandemic is like putting a pause on everything, yeah, yeah. but can you give us like an inside scoop of your show? Sure, sure, sure. sure. Oh, I wish like people who are in their car, you need to watch this. She's like, no problem. Look at <laughs> <me."> <laughs> no. the show. It is, uh, it's called learn how to marry me. And, uh, basically, um, there are, I think there are five of us, five women on the show. I'm the only married one. So I'm adding my tidbits and my little bit of, you know, oh, well, this is what you do, you know, whatever. <laughs> but um, it's great because the women that were on the show, and they may like switch up some things, seasons to come, but um, for our first season, uh, there is one who was in a relationship, uh, one who is celibate. Oh. There is a... Uh, one who's she's actively well she's looking for a relationship but she's just not finding that one and um yeah kind of the same for the other but they're different levels to everyone some one has been married before she's divorced now like she's on to the next phase of her life so um it's great because we all have different experiences and we get to bring that all to the table we talk about everything from dating now to online dating to interracial dating because the majority of the class everyone is uh, yeah all the ladies are of african-american uh race but i'm married to a white cop so it's like we talk about <laughs> like all the different variations they're like i don't know should i was like yeah it's just love you know everybody's the same you know and then other girls like yeah i want to try you know and it's just so <laughs> though because um these are actual conversations that women sit around and have and everything's candid nothing scripted nice. and uh it's great just to hear those reactions to certain things that are said that are caught off guard people talking about uh guys in their social media pages people they're dating and women trying to talk to them on social media like it talks about everything and uh it even goes a little bit more serious and uh, speaks of like verbal abuse and relationships. Okay. And so we touch on so many things and that's the fun thing about the show is because it's like, we never know where it's going to go <laughs> from one minute to the next. We're like what? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome though, because it's like for anyone who is in any of those situations or single like it's a guide it's like a little secret diary a women's well not really a diary because it's out there but like a women's right. guide what to do mm -hmm. um you know i can't <laughs> i can't yeah. even imagine i never did online di online dating right and then i saw my husband he was chefing it up and oh. i'm the type of person that is like that's that's mine like i'm aggressive right. I'm a Leo. Um, I will say whoever posted those new um, horoscopes on your page lies because I will always be a Leo. It's not changing. Uh, yeah. no, like, no, I told no, I am stubborn to the core. It is not changing. No. Right. <laughs> no. So I literally, I was nervous. I was really nervous because I fear rejection, but I also fear the what ifs in life. Like what right. if I never did it? Yes. So I wrote my phone number on a post-it. And I went up to him because I knew he was working and I was working too. I was a vet planning. Um, it was for 
I was working for Budweiser at the time and it was like the launch of the new apple cider, whatever it was. Right, right. So I go up to him and I'm like, I know I'm being chicken, you know what? Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my number if you want to call me. And I just, I never fumble with words, but I was just mm-hmm. caught off guard. Like it was so warm and bubbly inside. <laughs> I felt like, you know, like, hi, like, right, like you're, you're it's nice again to, or something. Yeah. yeah, like I'm like, what am I doing? Right. And turns out, so he wound up reaching out to me that night, mm-hmm. but he was in a relationship. Okay. So I put that to bed because with my past history, I'm like not yeah. doing this. Right, right. Six months later, he reaches out. He's not in that relationship anymore. And now we're married. So Look at that. See, you, ne- you never know. I tell people that. Yeah. I mean, I met my husband online. and Were you scared? Um, no, because by the time I went out with him the first time, okay. I had already gone out on several on <laughs> online dates so it was just like okay you know right. and that's what he would always ask me he was like you weren't nervous our first date I was like no you know like <laughs> I was a pro you know I was good one way or another you know and um we ended up dating for it was like about six months and we broke up oh and uh no no and we broke up and then um it's funny because I I wanted a lot of times, like if I go through a breakup and it's not like, it's kind of like shady, shaky or whatever, then, um, I don't want any contact with the person. I cut them off completely, block right. them. So I blocked them on all social media, Facebook, whatever. <laughs> so I miss event planner, right? So I'm reaching out. I reach out to all these vendors and they inbox me a lot of times on Facebook. And then it comes in through like the, uh, if we're not friends, it'll come in through the other inbox. So I was like, well, let me check my other inbox to see who's messaged me. So I'm scrolling through, scrolling through. And then I see this name of somebody. I have no idea who it is. And they were saying like, hi to me. It's like, yeah, we dated. No, honey, I'm sorry. I don't know who this is. You got the wrong person. And I just (laughs) hopped over to the next, to the next vendor. And it was him. Long story short, he created a fake profile (gasps) so that he could reach out to me because I blocked him. And I was like, eh, what do you want? You know, like, what? so anyhow, he goes into this whole thing of like everything or whatever. And I agreed to meet up with him. And that was it. Now, here we are, Mary. <laughs> like, I know it's like, oh, my God, you created a uh, fake profile. But he was like, he was trying. He, yeah, he was like, you are my like other piece I need to put the puzzle together please oh my god he's like, probably gonna crazy. like he's like no no <laughs> yeah I mean and then he was like I was stalking your Instagram page for like six months he said I was scared to reach out to you I thought about just showing up at one of your events but then oh I was god. scared to do it I was like no be glad you didn't do that I would call the cops <laughs> <It's> security <laughs> security yeah, exactly. ah, you know? escort out yeah. but oh um god. but yeah I mean and it's like, I always tell people, and not that this is to be a whole relationship segment or whatever, but timing is everything. Yeah. You know, at that particular time when we dated, it, it really just wasn't the right time. I feel like there were loose ends and things that we had like going on in other places that needed to be taken care of. And then it was like two years, you know, he had been in a relationship and I had as well. And, um, 
it's just, I think timing is everything. When we actually reconnected, the timing was better. You know, it was a mm -hmm. much better time. He was a bit different. I was, a, I was always perfect, but, <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I mean, anyhow, here we are now and Good. <laughs> I love happily ever afters. I know it's cliche and everyone's like, oh, but it's like, listen, for you and I, we've mm -hmm. been around the block. We've right. experienced love, marriage and how it fails. And then I don't think people will truly appreciate mm -hmm. what it is to be in a relationship, a partnership, a marriage until you lose it. Because right, right. that second opportunity you're given different because you know what it feels like to not have what you once had before. And that's, right. I think what makes this marriage for me. And I don't know about you stronger, right. more appreciative. Mm -hmm. Yes. I am a pain in the butt and I am stubborn, <laughs> right. but I, I now, and, and he appreciates me. My husband is younger than me. He's seven years younger than me. <laughs> But let me tell you something. Uh -huh. He is more mature than any right. man I've ever met. Uh -huh. um, not, you know, my dad, obviously. My dad trumps everybody. <laughs> right, um, right, right. <laughs> but he totally gets me. And when I uh -huh. met him, I laid it out. I told yeah. him what I wanted. And uh -huh. he's like, okay. Yeah. I did yeah. ask if he played video games in his mom's basement, though, because nothing wrong with video games. But I don't <laughs> want to like, you know, hang out and be like, all right, let's play a video game. No, it's not my. Yeah, no, yeah, no, not my thing. Either. Not my cup of tea. <laughs> oh my God. All right. So we are now learning so much about you, but now mm. I want to learn. And okay. you know what I'm talking about. And obviously mm -hmm. it is everywhere. Um, it shouldn't be anywhere. Right. We should ask this. We mm. are in 2020 and I thought COVID was bad. And then the murder <laughs> hornets and right. that is that is not even our biggest problem. Something mm. that's happened so many years ago, and for some reason we can't get it together. Mm. And one of the reasons why I reached out to Sadie is because I I want someone to educate me. I want to know more. I want to know that if I say something, like I I don't know if this is a trigger. Like if I say um, I don't see color, mm -hmm. is that a trigger? And if it is, can you educate me and people that say that? If I say, all lives matter, is that a trigger? And how do I get educated and how do we educate everyone else? So I want this to be your speaking platform. I want everyone to pause what you're doing. Sadie says, stop moving and listen. <laughs> okay, well, just to kind of go into just the two things you just mentioned. <clears throat> and it's very... Uh, funny that you started off with the um, I don't see color because I have a really good girlfriend from back home with high school together and um, she happens to be white and uh, she and um, this other guy we went to school with who happens to be an African-American guy and we all just always the three of us tag each other you know and post and stuff all the time we're always laughing and joking and what have you so she felt most comfortable asking us just that um, you know, basically, is it a trigger, you know, whenever someone says, I don't see color, or I think Mark had posted first, anyhow, but um, here's the thing with that statement, I don't see color, um, I told her, I don't get offended, I'm not angry when anyone says it, because I know that they're trying to come from a good place, 
But what it is, I was telling us, I, I think I'm just annoyed when I hear it. And I said, and I'll just tell you why. And I don't, it's not probably obvious and something that's just on my face, but I do feel a certain kind of way when I hear it, because what it's telling me is that you don't see me mm-hmm. and me being a black woman, that's, that's who I am. And I want you to see that I, it's okay for you to see that we're different, you know, that's perfectly fine. I want you to, because for so long as black people, we've had to conform and kind of fit into this mold that was made for us so that we could blend into society. And a lot of times, even after doing all that bending and reshaping and shape shifting of ourselves to still be told that we don't fit in, you know, or uh, we're, I won't even use the word fit in, but we're not good enough. You know, and um, I was making the point with her. I said, just just alone, like black women's hair, like for so long, we've pressed and for us, a perm is straightening of the hair. You know, we've done those things for so long. And it's like just now, even though there was a wave when people were wearing fros like back in, I think, like the late 60s and 70s, that, you know, ethnic hair was acceptable. But then it still wasn't really in the workplace. So now we've gotten to a point where we're wearing like our braids and our dreads and our hair in its natural state. And it's more acceptable. I was telling her, I said, I see these commercials all the time now with these women with their natural curls. I was like, Mm -hmm. and I get so proud because I'm like, okay, they see the difference and it's cool. You know, they see the difference and it's okay. So, um, you know, saying I don't see color is kind of saying that you don't see me and I want you to see me, you know, and I want you to just accept that we're different and embrace our differences. And, and I guess she was kind of asking as well, like, well, what should we say? I was like, you don't have to say anything like that. All you have to say, like, say, for instance, when there are things that are going on in the world right now, just like, you know what? I support you. I see you. I stand by you, you know, that's it. You know, you, and that's probably your best way of, of, you know, acknowledging even that whole situation is just saying, you see it, you know, I stand by you because a lot of times people do turn a blind eye and then that's where everything goes downhill as well. So, right. See, and I'm happy that you clarified that in such a calm manner. Um, You know, it's, it's something because I don't want to say that and make someone feel like they're not seen because the way I grew up, that, that, you know, I, and when I say I don't see color, I didn't, I don't ever mean, right. I don't see you because, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, I think that's the biggest problem. And I said something to someone, I said, I think the one thing is we're not asking questions. Mm-hmm. We're just jumping down people's throats. And I understand some people are just mad and right. they've had enough. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're venting, but right. you know, for, if I said that, I would hope someone would say, Dina, mm-hmm please understand what you're saying because I'm the first person to run up to a random stranger and just hug them because I'm like, I'm I'm crazy like that, you know, and (laughs) someone's probably like, Whoa, (laughs) you know, (laughs) and you know, just the other day I was joking around. My son was acting up crazy and a black couple walked by with their children. And I'm like, do you want another one? And just, you know, that's, I just, I, I connect right, right. with anyone. That's my vibe. They were like, no. And right. I'm going crazy, but you know, that's who I am. So that's like what you just did 
You, mm-hmm. I have chills right now. I'm going to be very honest. What you just did is what, when I'm watching people like you and I'm going to TikTok for certain reasons and I'll get to that in a mm-hmm. second. Um, I'm like, I'm crying because what you just did is so powerful. Mm-hmm. You showed your voice mm-hmm. in a way that some people aren't doing and maybe they will soon, but needs to be said. Like what you just did, we need more of. And the reason why I'm going to TikTok is because it hasn't had social media disruptions yet. And what I mean by that is I feel like Instagram Mm -hmm. and Facebook is so media overrun and driven. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That like I'm frustrated because I don't know who to believe and who to talk to. Mm -hmm. And when I go on TikTok, I'm watching real like unedited raw people like yeah i'm gonna put the beauty filter on because i don't feel like putting my makeup on every day right, right. but it's real raw people and what you just did i just hope everyone like there's a rewind button on this podcast rewind it and listen again just be careful with your words because again you don't know who you're hurting and that's you know someone like sadie might just say it peacefully and someone I don't know, like Betty might say it with a vengeance, but it's because you're not recognizing the difference mm-hmm. from truly within where it comes from. With um, like hairstyles and things of that sort. Yeah. Let's see, I think it was the Kardashians or some of them or whatever had their hair in like two braids or whatever. And Oh, like the tops and then the sides? Yeah. But what they would say, the reason I didn't say the name of the braids right thin is because I'm going to say it in a minute. People were like, oh, the boxer braids, get the boxer braids. And I'm hearing all this. I was like, what the, the boxer braid? What the hell is that? And then I look, and I'm like, you mean cornrows? We've been wearing cornrows all of our lives. And it's like, so now you take it and you remix it and now it's okay. But for with us, it was whenever we wore our hair in certain styles, it's like we were looked upon as being poor or raggedy or this or that right. but it's like now it's like cultural appropriation you know let's take it and we're going to remix this we we want to take what we like from your culture and we're going to use that we're going to take that you know and use it over here so you know whenever we see things like that i just like oh my god <laughs> you know but yeah. um but it's just yeah it's the whole it's the whole thing and then some people are like it's just a hairstyle i was like no it's a part of our culture so we look at it a little bit differently, especially when we've been told for so long, no, don't wear your hair like that. You got to straighten it out, you know? So anyhow, but we're over that now. (laughs) But it's funny you say that because people will easily pass up something that's important to your culture. But if someone copies and pastes their quote or their idea on social media, it's like, you didn't tag me. What are you doing? Stealing my stuff. Like I literally just had that happen today. I am not in the mood. I'm letting it go. Goodbye, Karen. I always feel bad saying Karen because I. What if Karen's really nice? You know what I mean. So, yeah. uh, <laughs> grouchy. Okay, but that's like that's so crazy that someone will literally be like, Sadie, come mm-hmm. on, don't be silly. And it's like, did you just copy my image? You oh need my to God. tag me in that. <laughs> you know what? That is a great point, and I'm gonna go and refer to that somewhere else. Like that, you made an excellent point because I've never even thought about it that way yeah like oh we're supposed to be okay with that but oh yeah yeah good point see I'm learning here too and that's why I'm like honestly I said it to a dear friend of mine Mm -hmm. if I didn't have the blog 
and the mm-hmm. dedication to mom and pops, mm-hmm. I honestly, I don't think I would be social media like on there. Like I joined Facebook when it was for college. So okay. like I, I was reaching out to my professors, like mm-hmm. the kids use um, Schoology or they use different Genesis oh, yeah. platforms. Mm-hmm. That's what Facebook was. Right. And then I, Instagram started and I loved it because you posted a picture and mm-hmm. that's all it was. And now right. it's, you know, it's, it's a illusion of mm-hmm. you're not pretty enough. You're not smart enough. Yes. You don't yes. belong here. Why are you posting that? And I'm like, w- doesn't anyone see that? social media is literally just ripping us apart. And I'm sorry, but I believe social media is also part of this hate because Mm -hmm. it's like, Oh, well, you're not skinny enough. You can't sit with me. And it's like, really? Like you want to eat the donut, eat the donut. Stop. Right. (laughs) Well, that's why I love TikTok. Like you were saying, because honestly I get on there and I act a damn fool. You know, I was loving your video (laughs) with the mod. Like, you know, when you were doing the walking, I'm like, yes. I didn't even know you saw that. You know, Listen. there are only certain ones that I share to Facebook because Facebook, they're a bunch of snobs and yeah. nobody's going to get them. Like, oh my God, you know, TikTok, you know, but on TikTok, I just get to act like a nut, you know, like I really am. And people appreciate that. Right. Well, here's the thing. I'm going to admit, I'm still, I don't know what I'm doing. Okay. I'm new to TikTok. I'm new. My, my seniors were like, do it, do it. And I'm like, guys, I'm like, I don't know what to do because there's also that like line I have to draw because I'm an educator. Right. There are a lot of teachers on there. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. (laughs) It's fun. You can make a statement if you need to, like right Right. now, statements are necessary and we do that, but it's just when I want to act like a fool, you know, or do some old school (laughs) dances then you know, I'm on there. Oh yeah, like they're all like this. I'm like, that's the Macarena. That's, that's a, nothing new. Knock it off. Get your own. Yes, what are you doing? Get out of yes, here with that. No. Exactly. Yeah, but it's so much fun. I'm up to 9,000 followers now. And I'm just like, ah. are you serious? <laughs> all right, you know what? I'm going to put my head down with my 150 right now. <laughs> no, it doesn't even matter. Like it's just, it's just so much fun. Like the sillier, the better. I'm just like, I need some, a break, you know, from some of the Facebook wars yeah. I get. <laughs> I think, well, you know what it is too? Mm -hmm. I find that most people get into arguments on Facebook Mm -hmm. because one, I I call them cowards and they don't want to speak out. And Mm -hmm. I said to anybody, if you want to talk to me about something, pick up the phone, let's meet in person. Right. Mm -hmm. And then second, it's because you are not afraid to use your voice and they are. So what you said Mm -hmm. sparked something in them. And I always say, if something is off-putting, I'll message you. I'll DM you. I'll be like, what did yeah. you mean by that? Yeah. I feel like always go to the source because yeah. what am I, what am I doing on Facebook? Like, honestly, uh-huh. like you don't know the backstory. So, you know, like the best thing is you see all over, uh, TikToks, you have wives who are in interracial relationships like yourself, yeah. husbands mm-hmm. who are officers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, no one knows your backstory. If they don't know you, like no one knows that disregard what's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Every single night, mm-hmm. your husband goes to work. Mm-hmm. You have to worry if he's coming home. Yeah. yeah. And now more than ever. Mm-hmm. So not to say disregard what's going on, like I'm not listening to it, but it, this is a fear for you every night. Right. right. And you have children. Mm-hmm. So nobody knows your backstory. Yeah. And then on top of that, you have to explain to people mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. being a black woman is very different in this world. Yeah. And when someone approaches you and they don't know your backstory on Facebook, that's when I'm like, 
delete. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. I often said my uh, delete hand is strong. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, oh, please. You have a shirt that says that. Strong. <laughs> I have a TikTok about it. I'll send it to you. <laughs> I have to, when we're done, I have to find, I don't know how to like, like, I'm still trying to figure out how you find people. I'm so uh-huh. bad at this. Like, you would think someone who's been in like 10 years deep in right, right. social media and everyone's like, do a TikTok. And I'm like, it's different you know it, it's different but like you figure it out and then your next thing you know you're like you know up there like doing crap like I do I have one to post today it's gonna be hilarious <laughs> but see like I love that like you are on there you are showing face and you know I, it's just I want people to get on the video as well and I want people to see who you are you are a strong individual and you are not judging me for the questions I'm asking you right now, because I don't know about you guys. I'm trying to learn here. I'm trying to make sure that I understand because I think what's happening too is, so here's what happens from my perspective. Um, someone said to me, well, why don't you use your white privilege? And I'm like, why are you yelling at me with that? Like, I don't know what that means. So I had to learn through TikTok, which is pretty pathetic. And I also want your perspective, you know, because when it's said to me with such force, and I think that's mm-hmm. what happens on your end when someone says, well, I don't see color, Sadie. It's not said mm-hmm. right. Right, you right. Be careful how you speak. <laughs> you know? Take it down a little bit. <laughs> right. It's like, okay, oh, all right. You know, here uh-huh. we go again with Karen. Um, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but like, so, I saw the worst video. I can't even talk about it. Poor Karen was in a parking lot. Some guy got <laughs> shot and Karen was like, you're blocking my car. I need to leave. And I'm like, Oh, you know, I didn't, I saw that video pop up, but I have yet to watch it because I was just like, I don't have the energy for this one right now. Yeah. (laughs) And And it was like, (laughs) and then there was a male Karen who popped up and he's like, I have to get up at three in the morning. You're beeping your horns. I'm calling the cops on you. Oh my God. Yeah. So like, okay, you're not yelling at me. When someone says, use your white privilege, what is what does that mean? So people understand you're not telling us we're privileged. Cause listen, I don't have a million dollar home. All right. So, you know, that's what's happening. Oh, I don't have a million dollar home. I don't have money. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's what they mean. No, it's not. It's just simply for, for me. Like, okay. Like you were saying, you don't have a million dollar home and you know, but just a person being born white, in this country is a privilege because at the end of the day, this white person, regardless of what they have, it's funny. I was actually um, looking at something online today and they were talking about back when um, it was like redlining and how they were, you could have been an African-American in a middle-class or upper upper middle-class and uh, they would have given a loan to a lower income white person before they would give it to the African-American. Like, it's just, there was no privilege with being black. And then they would talk about, um, gosh, why is it? I can't, I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, affirmative action. Okay. So people would speak about affirmative action. Oh, well, you know, black people, you know, affirmative action. And I'm like, no, what you're failing to realize is that we started at a disadvantage. So we will never be at the advantage. Like whatever is given to us has been owed to us. Um, When you think about, like, I'll just tell you my, my family, 
my background with my family, my family were, they were slaves on a plantation, Pegues Plantation in Chesterfield County, South Carolina. And on that particular plantation, like I, I went and I did this whole thing with looking into the history of that. We were never at an, a position where we were equal. Mm -hmm. So anything that was given to us was due to us. This country, everything, I feel like everyone is so angry and because whatever's going on now is nothing new. Right. And we feel like we're always being looked down upon when we didn't ask to be put in the position that we were. And like when I think of stories that my mother told me, you know, and my grandfather, her father wasn't a slave, but he was a sharecropper. And what that basically did, he had a home to live in. My, my grandparents had a home to live in with their children, but they had to work the land, you know, and they didn't really get paid anything. Like working the land was kind of like them, you know, where they were living, but it was just, they were at such a disadvantage. She would tell me stories. My mom dropped out of school in eighth grade because her younger siblings came to her bus stop um, when she got out of school and they were saying they were hungry. And like, there were just, there was so much going on that from that day on, she never went back to school. She started taking care of the kids in the house so that the other ones that were able could work the field. Like we were never at an advantage. So to have someone who happens to be white to tell us that we've gotten all these handouts and that, you know, we've been given this and given that, it was like, well, no, that's not necessarily true. If anything, we're still due, you know? So white people, I feel like always have the privilege, always are at the advantage because you think about like how much further along could some people be had we not been brought here in the position that we, we were, you know? And it's just, it's sad because we're still looked at as being less than. I mean, I've had a situation just recently that, you know, I've dealt with where it's like, you really think that like, I'm less than what you are? Like, and, right. and, and it's just really like, it's baffling to me because I'm like, if anything, with all the struggle and things that we've gone through as a people, if anything, we should be lifted up on a pedestal kind of to say, you know what? You guys are still here. You mm -hmm. survived that. You survived, you know, public lynchings. You survived, you know, um, uh, not being paid as much as the next man who's of a different rate. Like you, you survived all of that. You survived all the public housing and stuff because where did, and people look at it like whenever they ended slavery. Okay, it's done, but what do we do now? We're uneducated. Where do we go? We don't have anything, you know? And it's like, I don't, I don't think people really look at the struggle and the history of what's been done to the Black community. And they're so quick to come off with like, like we've received so much and so many handouts. And I'm like, well, no, that's not really true you know? Right. Anyhow, I probably went way left with that. No, no. Because you're making a point. There's still a movement going on. And I think someone said it best. Um, we don't have a movement. There's no white person movement. Right. You know, we don't have to remind the world of our struggles. 
and you guys have to do that. And even coming from someone from your background, knowing the struggles of your family, Mm -hmm. you're not screaming your head off Mm -hmm. and hating the world. You are someone who's strong and you say, okay, this happened. Mm -hmm. I'm going to grow from this. Mm -hmm. And like you said, you are still here. Mm -hmm. You didn't run away from everything that's going on. And that just makes you stronger than me, than the next person. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard to hear. And, and, you know, I'm sure people are like, oh, what is the white girl, you know, saying she's emotional for? I don't, I can't tell you how many times I've cried watching a black person get down on their knees, hug a police officer, hug another white person. Like that's, that's all we need to do. Some guy came up with a challenge on TikTok. He said, here's a challenge. Mm -hmm. Find someone of a different race, Asian, black, um, Hispanic, Mm -hmm. and become their friend, shake their hand, become their friend. And I'm like, I'm saying like, you know, mom hormones. I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But it's like, that's what we should be doing. Mm -hmm. And I do hope that like what I'm doing and I'm learning, I'm hoping more people do because I don't want to say the wrong things to hurt people. And if I ever said something that offended and it doesn't have to be to a black person, it could be to a Hispanic Mm -hmm. and Asian. And most people don't even know I'm Puerto Rican because I am like, everyone's like, yeah. But yeah, most people don't even know I'm Puerto Rican. So like when someone says something like, you know, they say something about Hispanics, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, like, come on, yeah. you know, and Here we I go. feel <laughs> right. And I feel like we shouldn't have to, we shouldn't have to like judge me for being a dope and right. smacking you across the face when I shouldn't. Don't judge me based on what I look like mm-hmm. or who I decide politically to Run, I, I don't know. Like, I know that's a whole nother story. And oh God, when it comes to politics, <laughs> like, don't get me started on that because I'll need a whole bucket of popcorn and a lot of hydration. Yeah. Um, you need a drink. But <laughs> I mean, I, you know, like you didn't have to take the time to do this. I, I emailed you and I clued you in on where I was going. And I was very sensitive on how I approach the situation because I know what's going on. And I know you don't have just one thing on your shoulders. You have two things because you are trying to support your race and educate them and gear them in the right direction. And you're also trying to support your husband who is trying to, no matter what, protect Whoever comes at him. Yeah. I can't imagine the stress. I hope mm-hmm. that hashtag Sadie says, I hope that becomes trending. I hope people listen to you and I hope people understand that even someone who mm-hmm. has a background that you do that just kills me. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the people that did that to your family. That is not okay. If I was back there and then I would be the one person that would smack people and risk my life because that is not okay. I'm Mm -hmm. sorry for the people that mistreat you because you are a beautiful soul. You accepted (laughs) the minute I met you, you hugged me, not knowing you're like, all right, crazy girl here. But you just, you hugged me. You embraced me. You put me on a pedestal, not knowing me and said, you do an awesome job. Tell people about it. You didn't have to do that. <laughs> I'm hoping that people learn from everything that's going on. I'm, her- I'm hoping people learn from you. We need more people like you in the world. Because again, I met Sadie once, friends. just <laughs> once. And she is so important in my world. You have no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I got chills when she's speaking. Because I've only had one other educator in my life 
in my college years, a black professor. Do you know what she taught me about being a teacher? When a black child puts their head down, please don't yell mm -hmm. at them. They are respecting you. When a black child from an inner city comes to school and they're ignoring you, it's because they're hungry, they're mm -hmm. tired, or they need a shower and someone's not treating them right. And let me tell mm -hmm. you something, that changed my teaching. That changed mm -hmm. everything on how I teach and it made me a stronger educator. So you two are, and I ran full force at her and hugged her on graduation. <laughs> <laughs> people were like, what is she doing? I'm like, you don't understand. She matters so much to me. And that's why I ran to you. I'm like, yep, yep we're going to just run to this woman here because you didn't know anything about me. And you, you made me feel like a superstar that day. Oh. Like, like you did. You but did. you were, you were, you were a superstar. Oh, no, I'm behind the scenes. I will, I will always take the camera and be like, oh, you go. You, you do. Like, look, I'm going to hide behind my mic here right now. Uh, I think Tyler Perry was on Oprah's show. He was the guest that when she was still on air, on air. And um, he told her that she said something that changed his life. On the, whenever you get an idea, okay, write it down. You have okay. to write it down because like it could be, you could have it perfectly formed like in your mind. And if you mess up and you don't write it, like I've let a couple of hours go by and I'm like, Shit, wait a minute, what did I say? Like it was brilliant when I had it and right. now it's not so brilliant, you know? <laughs> so it's like always write it down. Cause yeah, I, I have an Evernote pad full of crap that I still haven't really <laughs> done much with, but you know, if I ever want to go back to it, I'm like, yeah, that was it. I know even like titles, like, so I'll think of like, I'll be, so tonight I have to keep my post-its by me. Post-its mm -hmm. should sponsor me. I, and I, I'm trying to calm down here because I know I'm killing trees. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, I'll come up with the best podcast like title. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, I'll remember this. And I wake up and I'm like, what was it? No. Like, oh my God. You're yeah, so yeah, yeah. Like, oh, 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 breaking my heart, breaking my heart. <laughs> So I'm serious. Like you email me, you let me know. Um, I want, I, I used to have so many writers on my blog and I miss it, you know, okay. and we, I haven't done a lot of events lately because, you know, being a mom is, I waited many years to become a mom. Let's just leave it at that. And being a mom has, oh my God, not only do I cry at every commercial on television and movie, it could be like a cartoon character falling and I'm like, <laughs> like ugly crying. My husband's laughing at me, but it's me, you know, it, it, it positioned things a little differently, but you know, I still want, I want different perspectives. I don't want it because, you know, the other girl who writes to me, Robin, I don't just want it to be Dina yeah. and Robin. I want more people. Mm -hmm. And I want something from you because you just like, we vibe. I like this. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and maybe sometimes you'd be like, Dina, like, no, what are you doing? Cause I need it every now and then. But um, I think you should let people know your TikTok so they can follow you because now everyone's like, I want to see her craziness. So what is your, I'm going to write it down too because I got to follow you. What is your TikTok? Do you know your TikTok okay. handle? My TikTok is all sugar. It's A-W-W-S-U-G-A. -W -W and it's funny because people are like, all sugar. Yeah, because I'm from the South. I'm from South Carolina originally. So everything was all sugar and all sugar, sugar back home. So 
Yeah, and then I had a Bath and Body line by that name too. But um, no, you did it really. I used to make yeah Bath and Body products, but then like it was something I did for a long time. It's something I kind of started with my mom, mm -hmm. and I was really into it. And I was doing it. I even um, my products were part of the gifting suite for Rip the Runway for BT. <laughs> but what? yeah, so it was it was cool. But then um, it was a lot kind of to do. And then when my yeah. mom passed, I was just like you know what, this was something that I really enjoyed doing with her, you know, okay. and I just kind of put it to bed and I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, I'm not gonna move forward with it anymore because it was something I enjoyed with her. But, right. yeah, but, um, but yeah, all sugar on TikTok. I think about, what was his name, <laughs> that song, uh, it, it's it's in the title of as sugar, uh, I can't say it, Sugar Sugar. You remember oh, that song? Sugar Sugar, sugar <laughs> Yes. Like way back. And yes. you were like, <laughs> Listen, I go back to, let's see if you know who I'm talking about, putting your jeans backwards and your jerseys backwards. Oh you know what? Sweet now. <laughs> it's funny. You should say like, I'm like, I've got you by about 10 years. No, you but, don't. Um, no, you don't. Like, yeah. I'll be 46. Like this year. What? Yes. All right. We next time we talk, we're talking about skincare because I need to listen. I told you my husband's seven years younger. I'm trying to preserve this. I'm trying. I'm trying to hang on. I'm like, oh, fix it. What works? I got myself a cosmetics fridge. We are keeping things cold. Trying to like oh freeze God. it in. Girl, oh you look God. great. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying. Yoga does a body good, supposedly. Well, then oh I need God. to get with you on that. <laughs> Yeah, I do. Um, I got to be honest. I, uh, Monday I go live and I do yoga and I feel bad. I wasn't feeling it, you know, with everything going on. And I just did um, a quiet yoga movement. I wanted to do it for George Floyd, like, you know, the silent um, movement, just everything. Oh. I was trying to do nine minutes. I think I surpassed it. That was my fault. Um, but I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I didn't want to be on social media. I just, I couldn't. Uh. I couldn't do it. So um, I'll let you know when I'm yogaing. Okay. And uh, I always try to keep it basic because not everyone is ready to flip on their head. But um, it's my saving grace. It's what keeps mm -hmm. me sane um, and focused. Right. And fit because I like ice cream. So. Girl, I had to get an exercise bite. Those Klondikes and those lime Tostitos were like... I look, I got on a scale. I'm looking at, no, I got to tell you a true story. I'm sorry. Now let you go. All right. No, no, so no. That's your, what the hell? <laughs> there's a pair of camo pants, like camouflage pants that I love to wear. They're jock. So I go to put them on one day. Like this was after I washed them, I dried them. I go to put them on. I'm like, I said, I must have had the setting on the dryer too high. It's like I shrunk my pants. So I go and order another pair of the same pants. Pants come, same size. I go to put them on. I'm oh. like, oh crap, I gained weight. I didn't shrink. <laughs> no, maybe you built muscle. Oh no. Cause you that, built was before, muscle. That, was, that was before the exercise bike. So in that <laughs> moment I went and got an exercise bike and I started eating better. It's like brown chicken and quinoa and all that shit now. And I lost the weight, but it was just like, I ordered a whole other pair of pants thinking I shrunk <laughs> Well, now you could have one for going out, right? Dress right, it up, right, and then right. one for working out. Yeah, yeah, that that works. <laughs> um, I've been wearing sweats and stretchies, so I haven't tried on jeans or anything like that. Right. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, we'll see what what has 
what quarantine has done to uh and you know what if the bathing suit doesn't fit well listen i don't care Wherever half the summer be gone anyways yeah like doesn't the sun burn off fat like it burns like you know sweat doesn't that work right and i could just contour with my tan towels and hide everything just call mariah mariah karen knows how to contour that skin right off Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) I feel like, like, I'm like, when I talk to my dad about like social media, it's like, what? (laughs) Like the one time he said to me, Mm -hmm. what did he say? I was making fun of him because he said something like he was, he, he always does like WWW. I'm like, you don't have to write the W. (laughs) So the jokes on him, I'm like, if you don't write it, you're going to get a virus. If you don't write the (laughs) WW dot, you're going to get a virus. (laughs) So my brothers always laugh at me because it's like, right. Sorry, Dad. I love you if you're listening. I did it again. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. We're a mess. We're a mess. So, yeah, guys, I hope that you guys can see, you know, Sadie on the blog soon if she joins on. Um, I think we're going to have to do, like, a part two of this. We're going to have to We're gonna have to have do this at least once a month yeah. or something. Yeah, hashtag. Yeah. We'll call it hashtag. Uh, let me try this again. Hong Kong, you know, like the horn comes in. Yeah. We're going to have to do like something hashtag Sadie says, and you'll have to come up like we'll do this once a month. You'll have to come up with like a topic that people have to listen to you about. Oh. Obviously, she's not going to make you do something dangerous. Like, come on now. Like if she says, try like purple lipstick, Sadie says you have to try oh. it. Sounds good. So we'll do fun stuff like that. We'll pick what works best with you. So we'll make it so it's a designated week, meaning like if it's the third week of the month, so people know when to chime in and they know when to not listen to me, which is totally fine. Um, So, you know, this is so crazy. Okay. This is bananas. This is why I love what I do. I have listeners. Are you ready for for this? Mm -hmm. I have listeners in Sweden, Australia, Germany, France, Morocco, Hungary, Brazil, Nigeria, Canada, Ireland, and in the States. What? Yes. So they well, are listening to, to us around the world. Well, then I have to say this <laughs> because we just recently saw all these posts with everyone uh, taking a knee for George Floyd all around the world. Right. So, so all of your listeners around the world, we thank you from the black community. We just thank you from the United States in general, because we all need to be in this together in order to fix this. So Thank you to everyone who is peacefully protesting because it is a movement. <laughs> that was the best. She was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys listen, make sure you get up on the TikTok. It is a W W U S U G A. Not, you know, sugar, sugar, how you get so fly. Only one. Make sure you follow her. Okay. Um, I'm going to put that also in the show notes. So anyone that's driving in their car, I'm going to use, I'll put that handle at the end of our talks so they can jump on their phones, not while driving. Please do not text drive or do anything. No, be safe, be safe. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to hear more from Sadie. We'll let you guys know what week she picks. We'll have our hashtag Sadie says updating you always in her fabulous world of 45,000 hats that she wears. I want to thank you again so much for listening to what I had to say, educating me, educating our listeners, spending time that you could be doing whatever you want, but sharing with me means the world to me. And again, just thank you. Thank you. 
thank you and thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the platform, hon. It was fun. <laughs> Clapping it up. So you guys listen every Sunday. You know we are live at noon. And yeah, let's talk more next Sunday. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>